Oh, thank you. Prepare yourself. Right, don't <laughs> Absolutely. I don't know. I'm really scared. I guess we're gonna find out. Yeah, he doesn't even know the character guy. Yeah, I still so no I don't even know what's going on. No yeah. spoilers. <laughs> yeah, for not your future, your new wife is well, really eccentric, and you'll love her. Well, Dylan. I got married like cool I'm, I'm coming off of I'm coming off of a two-hour gnarly stomach ache, and I'm going straight into this character. So this is going to be a, a wild ride tonight. Oh, well, Dylan, why don't you start with the recap? <laughs> yeah, we'll start with that. Are we live? Yes. Yes. All right. Go cool. offline, and then we're going to come back so we can do a better. <laughs> Everybody's super confused. <laughs> All right. Good evening, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Dragon Mark Symphony here on Natural One Media. I am your DM, Dylan. Uh, joined with everybody else here tonight. We got Bennett back. Hey. Back in the hot seat. Back and uh, what a hot seat it is. If you recall, if all of you can remember, Last week, or I should say last session, it's been a little longer than that, was a uh, kind of a shopping spree we had going on. Or at least we're planning out uh, shopping uh, after a somewhat tense discussion uh, between the group at the Cow's Eye after uh, they had taken a look at the newspaper that Dak had purchased and discovered that uh, Samuel... Uh, or Sandy uh, Crodstock, uh, the local land baron, had apparently passed away. Uh, Set had conveyed what they knew in regards to their newly found friend, uh, Trist, to the group. Uh, and with their suspicions in mind, the group uh, began to sort of work out what it was that they needed to do as far as taking their next steps. Uh, There was discussion about whether or not they needed to leave right away, whether that would even be an option. Uh, and Caspian Durant was quick to affirm that no, they could not leave while the investigation into the Warforge attack was still in play. Uh, but what they could potentially do, uh, following the information gained from the uh, ledger that they had picked up from the abandoned keep, was that they could head a little further south into the King's Forest to investigate uh, an area where some of the Warforged on the list had been seen previously. Uh, another option that was presented was to uh, meet up again with one Matthias Caldrew, uh, who is a wizard and, um, as far as everyone is aware, was instrumental in the resurrection spell that brought Set back to life. Uh and is apparently a very close acquaintance to Trist. So with these sort of suspicious feelings that everyone has in regards to that person, uh, it was thought that perhaps it would be a good idea to pay Matthias Caldrew a visit and speak with them about Trist uh, before the next time those two uh, are meant to gather. Uh, but in the meanwhile, uh, Caspian made a break uh, to return to uh, Brokenback Castle to... Uh, Broken Blade Castle, to try to get more information in regards to both uh, Matthias Caldrew's current position as well as uh, following that lead that would take them south to the King's Forest. 
and allowed the rest of you to go on a shopping trip, uh, kind of explore a little bit more of the city of Rhodes and to stop at a few places to pick up some additional items. Uh, so your first uh, spot was a local tailor called uh, Applefur, uh, where you picked up some nice clothing, some new robes, some cloaks, uh, some patchwork and dyes. Uh, we're able to get a lot of a lot of nice material from there. Uh, it's not the most expensive or like fashionable tailor in town, uh, but it's still a lot of nice nice things that they offer there. Uh, and from there, once you had finished your purchases, you kind of broke away from that and uh, made your way to a local uh, arcane seller. Uh, by the name of Victoria Skeevel. Uh, and upon visiting her store uh, and entering, uh, be went face to face with uh, this witch who provided uh, Silva with some scrolls uh, that she had requested. Uh, and in the process of the conversation, found out that Johannes uh, is a cook, uh, a chef. Uh, information that was freely given True. by the rest of the party uh, and potentially has been volunteered for an experiment uh, that Victoria wants to try out that seems to involve cooking as well as the creation of a new spell. Uh, so where we had left off, we were in uh, Victoria Skeevil's uh, shop uh, she had just proclaimed that, uh, something about this experiment, about the creation of the spell beforehand, and prior to this moment, had been impossible. Uh, and we had not yet had her elaborate as to why. She looks around at all of you, one eyebrow cocked up, uh, same as before, Pale complexion, jet black hair, pushed back, uh, pointed nose, um, jagged teeth, piercing eyes, and a large black brim, uh, which is hat. Uh, as she looks around to all of you. So how much time do you have, realistically? Um, not as much as we would like to have, I guess. We do have a mission, right? But, well, we... Caspian didn't we are, tell us a are, specific time, did he? Well, it's more that we inevitably, we we do have just very, we do have a bit less time in the city. Uh, inevitably, this, will, this was supposed to be our last day. So like an hour, two hours? Uh, in theory, we would have at most maybe an additional 30 minutes to spare. 30 minutes. You could cook a roast in 30 minutes. I'm sure whatever we're trying to do here, we can do that in the same amount of time. I don't see that being a problem. Do you have the cauldron preheated? <laughs> you are a chef. I, I suppose Just I am. Oh, 
And she, uh, Ben, you have a hand chance to, to witness this. She disappears, uh, sort of like vanishes, pops back up behind her large, uh, desk that she's got, this large standing desk, and she heaves up onto the desk. This huge, aged, uh, cast iron cauldron, uh, with a large steel, uh, handle attached to it. There's all kinds of, like, stains of, like, grease and, like, other, some other liquids that have, you know, been in the cauldron over years and years. This thing is, is old, it is used, um, it gives off a faint, like, threatening aura to it, uh, and as she heaves it onto the desk, she looks to you, Johannes, and she says, How much salt should I use? It's like a huge cauldron. Huge cauldron. We're talking like like 10 to 12 quart. Do we know what... Sorry, what are we cooking? I, or did you just... Like, am I just supposed to go by feeling? As I was saying, like, 30 seconds ago, because it's <laughs> definitely been that long, uh, we are going to attempt <laughs> to create a spell. I've been working on this spell for quite a while, and I cannot seem to quite nail it. it so you need the salt? It exists, but I need the salt to make it al dente. Okay. So here's what I'm thinking. How much salt do I need? Because you, according to your friends, are one of the greatest chefs of our age. Is that so? Um, did we say that? Dax just nodded his head. That's very nice of you, Dak. You did. Um, it happened. I saw it. Um, where's it? Uh, do I have like the salt, like, uh, like little pot or like a scooper filled with salt? Or like, where's the salt coming from? Uh, like, do you have salt? Where's this? I, I don't have any salt on me yet. No. No, I was going to get some today while we were shopping, but. Do you, uh, you know what? To provide you with some salt, I can lend you some salt, but you have to give it back at the end of the day. Okay. Um. Yes. Yeah. I, I would appreciate that. The loan of salt. Yes. Deal. Shake hands. She gestures her her spindly long arm and hand out to you. Uh, the nails are long, but they're not. Uh. Filthy, like you would expect them to be. Yes. They're actually kept well-trimmed. They're clean. Um, a lot of calluses on the fingers and on the palms, though. Uh, but yeah, she reaches out to you, shakes the hand. Her Instead of the, the wrist moving up and down, it's like her shoulder does one of these. It's very unnatural. It's it. This is. It's not what you are used to. Very, very uh, strange way of shaking hands. Okay. Yes. <laughs> uh, she lets she lets go, and there is now a small little glass uh salt shaker in your hand that wasn't there before. Okay. Um. Would you like... believe I just had it in the cauldron this whole time? I I just kind of figured maybe I'll need this at some point. Wow. It came in handy. Um, I'm gonna stand yeah, we up. Yeah, we shook hands. So yes, yes, I did. Anyways, I'm gonna step up on the table to look into the cauldron. 
Do you want me to you salt it right now? Inside the cauldron. Yeah, I'm gonna look inside the cauldron. Okay. <laughs> I leave that to you. This is your expertise. Uh, she kind of looks around to the rest of the group. <laughs> he does know what he's doing, or he knows what he's talking about. I assume as much. He is. Um, the best chef there is that I know of. Yeah, just throw <gasps> that shit in there. Go for it. Uh, and she turns around and she's gonna start, like, digging through. Uh, she starts putting, like, all of these random, like, ingredients on the, the table. Uh, you recognize what appears to be some, like, octopus tentacles that are, like, fastened up into, like, a, a rough, like, paper bag. Uh, there's a couple of, like, Newt's eyes. Uh, a bunch of different, like, greenery. Uh, hmm. and a slice of Swiss cheese. Uh, that has, like, a patch of furry mold on the top of it. Lovely. <laughs> okay, um, I'm gonna take the salt shaker. I'm gonna, like, look at, look her in the eye. Look back to the pot, and look back at her, and look back to the pot. Um, wait! When you're doing exercises like this, you always want to have a second. She points to Silva. You have to stand by him to make sure he's okay. Buddy system for cooking? I this do is need how a magic works. A sous sous chef I just kind of fly yeah. over and just kind of just like brace his shoulders. <laughs> just like. I hope just... you don't your stretches, apparently. Let's <laughs> put your knees, not your back. All right, yeah, I'm going to. Cooking is more intense than I had imagined. Thank yeah. you, Silva. Um. <laughs> I'm going to look back at the cauldron again, um, and I'm going to do... five shakes of salt into the cauldron. Five shakes to Shabi. No more, no Make less. Make He's a madman. Hang on. I got to pull something up here. This is serious business. We're getting no, into it now. Salt. Chart. How much salt no, I wish that we made. Also, shout out to Merlin. He's being very cuddly. Oh. He's gonna be very excited tomorrow because I am home tomorrow. Oh. All right, I'm gonna make this be a dexterity check. Okay. Seventeen. Seventeen. You successfully, everyone watches as you deftly, with the hands of a craftsman, uh, do five shakes of salt into the cauldron. Uh, Victoria has sort of slunk back into the shadows, uh, hands dipped over the counter, just kind of watching as you pour the salt in. Uh, as you do the fifth shake, into the cauldron. Nothing happens. It's it's just silent. Nothing happens. Um, okay. I'm gonna do two more. Oh, okay. Uh make another dex check. <laughs> uh and wait. Uh, another seventeen. Let's go. Okay. Let's go. So you you do two more shakes. 
Victoria's eyes have widened so much. There's just like these glassy orbs just like looking at you in awe. Uh, it's like she's never seen someone cook food before. Uh, okay. As you, you put the last two shakes in, uh, and the cauldron remains as it is. Victoria, is something supposed to be happening with salt? I'm, I'm, magic isn't my expertise. Did it? Did it go in? Yeah, it went in. Good, we're done. And then she takes, she starts taking the ingredients, and she's like, just like putting them in there, like she's loading up a grocery bag. Uh, she takes the tentacles out of the the paper bag. They're still moving. They still have their uh, neurological connection. They're still moving around. Uh, she slaps one of them, throws it in, throws the other ones in there. Uh, she pulls out this really grizzled, rusty butcher's knife, slams it on the desk, and starts cutting up uh, some of the greenery that she has with her. Uh, weirdly adept with, with how she cuts it up. Slides it all into the cauldron. Uh, working at lightning speed, throwing all these ingredients in there. Uh, she takes uh, what appears to be a small pile of coin, like some like copper pieces, copper and silver pieces. Uh, she bites one of them, and then she takes the whole pile and just like throws it into the cauldron. Uh, <laughs> and then all that's left, everything that she had on, put onto the table is now thrown into the cauldron, except for the slice of cheese with the mold on it. She grabs that, picks it up, uh, not even looking at it, takes a huge bite out of it, uh, and then just sets it back down on the table. Um. <laughs> okay. I think we have everything we need. Except for the parts we didn't have before you came in here. So, you, and she's pointing at Silva now, you, I'm going to need your help. What must I do? Do you see that book up there? And she points to one of the really high uh, bookshelves. Like, uh, that's almost like up to the, the ceiling. And she points way, way up. She says, there's a book up there. Uh, green cover. Red uh, remains. Uh, it's got a mushroom on the front. And it says, uh, Iperonis Udam, uh, Poison. Uh, get, get that one for me. Alright, I'll go look, yeah. Hop right up there. Yeah, so it's, it's actually very high up to the point where you might even have to, like, fly up there just to get, to get up to it. Well, uh, But you can Dylan, do that without... I'll say, Dylan... Thing. If things are above, like, are higher than five feet, I am required yeah. to fly up to get it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And this is, like, 15 feet up in the air, so. Yeah. No, no there's... <laughs> We're far above my ability to reach for something. Right. But you do you do, do so with ease. You just kind of fly up there. I could probably not reach Set's forehead. Without flying. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you you go up there. Uh, 
you get up to that that top shelf and there are probably a good 20 to 30 books just on this shelf right here i mean i look for the one that has the the mushroom green red trimmings make a investigation check okay Well, wait. I am you. Haha. Seventeen. Seventeen. Uh, you start sort of looking through the spines of these books. Uh, you pass by a few of them that are green, but they don't look like they're quite what you're looking for. There's a lot of like recipe books for different spells. Uh, a few potion books. Um some autobiographic novel of some sort, some historical figure, uh, but you see the words emblazoned on it, like Korth by Korth West, you pass by it, it's not important. Uh, you look through more of the books, and eventually you see a dark green uh, with a mushroom on the spine. Uh, and you pull it out, and you see a similar mushroom on the front with a language that she had just mentioned there, as well as underneath it, handwritten poison. Sounds good. Feels like it hits the description. I can't wait to somehow be wrong, but sure. You know, it fits the description she gave me. All right. You bring it down to her? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, so you bring it down. She takes it from your hands. She, uh, she opens it. Begins flipping through the pages. Hmm. Chair is wobbling weirdly. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Closes the book. Interesting. Fascinating, even. Did you all know that there is a specific type of mushroom, hear me out, that is fluorescent? You can see it at night, it glows like it's giving off its own light. And it can only be found in certain caves far to the north. I had no idea that this mushroom existed before now. It's the craziest thing. She takes the book and she throws it into the cauldron. Okay, so now that we have everything we need. God. My favorite character. <laughs> Dad was writing notes halfway through like, uh-huh. And then just sees the book in the cauldron. Oh. Disappointed. Disappointed. Now that we have everything that we need, I need your help again. And she points at you, Johannes. Oh, joy. How long should we put it on the fire for? Um. Grand question. Big responsibility. Um, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I, I look over at Silva. I, I I whisper, Silva. How much time do we say we have? We have like 25 minutes, right? Can I make 
any ability to make any form of educated guess with this. Well, no, I just meant, like, we said we had half an hour before. It's been, like, five minutes. It's been, like, five... Uh, 25 oh. minutes of cook time. That's what you're Oh, wait, it lines okay. up perfectly with how much time we have before we have to go. She ponders for a moment. She's gonna make an insight check against you. Uh oh. She rolled a natural 20. Mm. Um, she, uh. I don't even know how to describe this. Serpent like? She, like, slithers up to you. Puts both of her hands on your shoulders, gets like real close in with you, like presses her body up against yours. Oh. Are you lying to me? Absolutely not. I, you have to understand, I, my my expertise is not with um, mushroomy tentacled stews. I, I'm using my culinary knowledge and um, making. Are you a soup man? Is that what this is? You're a soup man. You don't like to mess around with stew. More of a stew's not your thing. More of a chowder, but yeah. Oh my god, you're from the south, aren't you? Southeast, yeah. Great. Well, listen, we both got to work with what we have, all right? So I need you to tell me how long to put this on the fire for, but for realsies, no takebacks. Okay, um, if you have it on a full, a full blaze, like mm, a yeah. full proper fire. Shit, hang on. She suddenly gets like a notebook out. She starts writing now, full blaze. Yeah. I would say. Blue flamer. Continues writing. Bring it to a boil. Okay. Okay. Then let it I simmer. Can do that. Then let it simmer for. Is he ready to be about to a boil? For <laughs> fifteen to twenty minutes. She looks to all of you. A simmer is a soft boil. Just in case you're not aware. Continue. Appreciate it. Simmer, soft boil. Actually, didn't know that. And something new. I'm pretty sure the last thing I ate that wasn't a donut was a rock. It was a good rock, though. That's as best as I can do. And how much time did you say? I wasn't paying attention. 15 to 20 minutes, depending on... Um... Which one? Uh, 15. <laughs> the panic answer. Always is that one. your final answer? What is my final answer? Pinky yes. Swear? Dun, 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 dun. Hold on. Yes. <laughs> Hold up, <out> mine. <laughs> Johan, I'm going to be honest with you. I prefer confident men. Men who know what they're doing and do so proudly. If you're supposed to be the greatest mm -hmm. chef there ever was, I expect you to also be a confident chef. Um, you know what? I think after this experience... I will have known 
This is showing me that I have so much more to learn about cooking. <laughs> have you considered culinary school? I hear that's what people do. They go to like a school for a while. They learn mm. how to cook at the school. I haven't heard of that before. And I then they deeply regret it. It's usually the last step. <laughs> well, we'll see if it works. And she is going to take the cauldron. She heaves it uh, again. Kind of, sort of on the thinner side. Uh, arms are pretty spindly. She lifts this cauldron up. Oh, you know, I was hoping like she would just built like Gruntilda. Like she's... <laughs> apparently she's just been doing deadlifts and you, you couldn't tell. But she lifts up this cauldron with relative ease, brings it over, slams it down into the hearth, uh, start coaxes the fire, gets a fire going. Um... And begins to let that sit. And as it uh, sort of begins to start bubbling up, she turns back around to you all. So, you! And she points at you, Silva. You. How are we feeling on the whole spider silk thing? Are we lukewarm? Oh, about are finding we one? That's a cooking joke. Are we lukewarm? <laughs> About finding one? Well, I've always been interested in finding new and finding new and finding new creatures. Excellent, because like I said, I can't get you that scroll unless I have the components, and part of the components is I need web from a blink right. spider, and they're a little hard to come by. Question. I did also forget no. about this. No. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, do you happen? I don't remember if I had asked this. If you know, while it feels like it has only been a few minutes, it feels almost like weeks have gone by. This has just been so much fun. <laughs> You're not the first woman to tell me that, but go on. Do you have a pearl here? <laughs> a pearl, you say? Do you need the oyster around it? No. But I Damn will... it! I am willing... Uh, she just... <laughs> disappears before you can even finish your sentence. Oh. There's there's silence for a moment. You don't see her anywhere. I was willing to get she the oyster, back. though, if she had it. Huh? She presents to you a large mollusk. Uh, huge shell. A couple barnacles are actually like growing off of it. It is fully closed. She presents it to you. Do you know what this is? I've heard some in lands call it a cloister shell. <laughs> this? Whatever oh. it is. I had to get this imported from the Lazar Principalities. Do you know how difficult that is in this day and age? No. white. This thing has inside of it, apparently, a pearl the size of a gold galifar. But I can't get the thing to open. So you tell me. And she, sl she sets the uh, mollusk down on the table. Re goes under her uh, desk and she comes back out with a gigantic mallet 
comes out. And she swings the mallet down in front of you. The head of the mallet connects with the mollusk. And when it does, you are all knocked back as a tremendous clang, 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 clang rings out. And you feel the energy emanate from the impact of the mallet on the mollusk shell. Uh, as you all sort of uh, recoup yourselves, you take a look and you see that the mollusk remains fully intact, not a crack on it. She withdraws the mallet, throws it down to the side. You tell me. What? I don't know. How, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. I got this like two months ago. I don't, I don't know. I go up to the mollusk. I don't get it. I go up to the mollusk. I begin to pet it. Okay. You have to make an animal handling check okay. on this. Because nothing is technically an animal. It is. Mollusks. Like mollusks. Um, in fact, animals. Decides whether or not Portland gets water. Hold on. <laughs> Um, while this is happening, uh, I'm also looking for just a few materials as well, if you happen to have them. What do you got, mine? Um, this is going to sound weird. I need some eyelashes encased in gum Arabic. Um, and then some fleece. Some what? Fleece. Fleas? Bleach. Like some small pieces of wool if you happen to have Bleach? Alright. Uh, the materials for uh, an illusion. I don't carry leeches, but I can get them for you if you need them. Not leeches. Fleece. Fleece! The small ones that jump around to get into animals' fur. No, 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 no. Uh, like small pieces of wool from a sheep. Well, that's fleece. You should have said that the first time. Uh, I don't really have a lot of fleece on me. I actually gave up most of it for a pretty big project. Uh, I mean, if you go to one of the fancier tailors on the north side of town, they might have some. Got it. Uh, and then how about the uh, the eyelashes? You said you wanted them in gum? Gum Arabic? Gum flavored? Gum Arabic. It's just what I need for the spell. <laughs> oh, my face hurts. <laughs> I mean, she's technically not wrong. In it. She's really not. Hmm. All of the gum we know is made of gum Arabic. <laughs> if I were to describe the spell to you, would you be able to provide me with material components required for it? I think you should try and see where it goes. It's invisibility. Oh... Does that help? Maybe. 
Hello? Shh. <laughs> Let me get it for you. I'll be right back. Okay. Uh, so if you want to know, while she's being right back, uh, so I got a 22, uh, mostly due to the result of it being a nat 20. <laughs> I don't know what that's going to that mean, is, but I that have is, one. That is hilarious. <laughs> and uh, I, I got, I mean, I kind of got a response it as the dungeon master but like i don't know what it means because i because i put a I put a dc 20 on this thing and if you're oh. gonna roll an at 20 i kind of gotta respect it as the dm well, so be, i you mean know, if, if, if maybe just by I nature mean, you know DC, i gotta DC. Kind of, you know i got the, the dice with the dice and it is what it is so it opens it's just uh why 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 does it have to be used on a clam it's, it's a <laughs> It's because a, it was a clam with a DC twenty to open it. That's why I guess. it's the BBG. I, you know, I could have had a. I was gonna say I could have had a. I could have somehow had some type of D twenty earlier that maybe could have like I don't know, did anything that maybe would you know help someone's life. You know, save maybe someone from dying. No, like the, I, I get a nat twenty. I get a nat um, twenty to open a clam. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Welcome to D and D. Yeah. <laughs> So while she is doing whatever the hell it is she's doing, the the clam opens up. The shell opens. And it swallows me. Inside, you see a magnificent, brilliant, sparkly clean, uh, yellow, almost like a goldish yellow, but it is a solid pearl sitting inside of this this mollusk this thing is like the size of like a large gumball it is big i don't think it has gum in it though said i'm sorry <laughs> i pull it out it just <laughs> oh it is it's a big gumball the forbidden candy uh, I just attempt to grab it. You know? Okay, yeah, you, you take it out. Uh, and you are now holding this pearl in your hand. Uh, you notice as you remove it from the mollusk that underneath of the pearl, there is a tiny little rectangle of I take a look at it. Is it like an object or like is it, it on the uh, pearl or is it in the in the clam? It's it was it's in the clam. It was sitting underneath of the pearl. If it's an object, I'll grab it. Uh, yeah. So you pick it up, light, slightly damp to the touch. Feels like a kind of a papery feel to it. Almost, almost feels like parchment paper. Is it thin like paper or is it like a cube? It feels it's actually kind of thick and a little like like a little lumpy in parts. Just from feeling it, I, I mean, you have a lot of experience of like flipping through paper and working with paper. It feels like a it feels like a folded up piece of paper, like somebody took a piece of paper and folded it up like really small. Okay, I'll attempt to un find a point to unfold it. All right, you're gonna have to make a dexterity check for me to okay. not. Oh, no, no, mess up whatever this is. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay, that's pretty good. Uh, I don't know what the DC is, to be fair, but it's pretty good. It's an 18. Okay. You, uh, you very slowly and delicately begin to unfold it. And the rest of you see uh, Victoria is still just, like, frozen in place. And you see as Silva is starting to unfold what appears to be, like, a small little piece of paper that is gradually growing larger as she unfolds it. I thought you meant, um, like, it was actually growing. <laughs> No, it's oh, it's oh God, like no. it's more like as you and as you see because you can you can see like where it was folded. It's more like this is something that was somehow folded over like a hundred times to get to its size. Japanese steel. So as you're unfolding it, it it's not like the actual paper itself is expanding outward. It's just that you unfolding it is it is revealing more and more of it until it is about the size of like a notebook piece of parchment. Does it say anything, or do I recognize if there's or any writing if there is any? I need to actually double check the languages everybody knows. Cool. It's a clam. It's a this weird great clam. I'm, I am waiting to expect it to be some type of primordial. <laughs> Now, one would normally say Aquin, Damn it, I forgot but it's going to okay. pull a fast one on you and actually okay. be Ignin. <laughs> it's a clan uh, that speak the language of the fire elementals. <laughs> is anyone else looking at this parchment right now? No. Okay, deck. Cool. Cool. Yes. So, Silva and deck. You are looking, you, you are taking a look at this parchment as it's been fully unfolded. Um... There is a couple lines written uh, in a language you do not understand or recognize. Uh, there is a third line that reads, Fair Haven, not Heaven. The fourth line reads, Send help, give health. The fifth line reads, small rectangular box. And the last line reads, kill them if you have to. Beneath that, there appears to be some sort of crude drawing. Almost like a symbol. Inspecting it closely, you find that it almost looks like a flower drawn out in blue ink. And that is all that is on the paper.
All of this was inside a clam? <laughs> well, to be fair, a, a fairly large clam to have a pearl and then a, a note that apparently has been like folded over a number of times. This is the most unrealistic thing. For the, clam, at... for reference, the clam was about this big for reference. Like It was like the size of my, my notebooks that I use here. Uh, the rest of you, you see as Victoria continues to just kind of stand there. And then from around the corner, uh, a side door that you assume kind of leads into like a back, like a back room or possibly to like her sleeping quarters. The door opens up and Victoria Skeeva walks out. Uh, carrying a small, uh, little, little box uh with her she walks over and steps into the her that is still standing there and there's like a there's like a moment where the two versions of her sort of like vibrate rapidly and they become one again and then she looks at you and says uh five gold pieces <laughs> I wish my pen would work with me here. So how much uh, was that in, like, material components? How much in material components? Yeah, so, like, how would I mark that down? Uh, Write that down as... So we've got the eyelashes. All right, all right, let me make sure I can actually... The way the way the spell's worded is it's just, you know, it's one eyelash encased per cast. So basically, yeah. Did, did I get that? So she, she gave yeah, I was say, you, to know it, it is a small box. You haven't opened the box up yet. Yeah, because uh, well, to know not every like a very small box. unless it specifies uh, material like specific material components aren't burned every spell it's specifically when it'll note like for example if you do revivify like it says like it'll mention the diamond and then in in the description of the spell it will note which is burned upon using the spell right yeah there's certain spells where it actually uses up the component and there's others that yeah. still allow you to keep that component for example oh, this okay. pearl that i was looking for for identify <laughs> Is not used up by using this spell <laughs> because it doesn't specify. Uh, so it doesn't seem like, according to the description, doesn't seem like this is used up. So I don't believe it. Is I don't believe it would for normal invisibility. So yeah, yeah, okay, that'd be rather cruel. Yeah, I'll I'll open it up just to check. Just Given that you can sneeze and lose this form of invisibility, uh, so there are contained within. You see, there is like six or seven eyelashes black um and they are encased in what is almost like a really tiny like petri dish that is itself also filled with like this light grayish uh gum like material uh surrounding them she says there you go eyelashes and gum of arsenic just what you wanted
um Arabic? Yeah. Arsenic. <laughs> you said arsenic. I did. <laughs> Will that work? Probably. If you want to make an insight check, you can, you can absolutely do so. Probably. I will absolutely make an insight check. <laughs> Probably. Go ahead. Damn. I, I wholeheartedly believe her, I guess. I rolled a three. Sick. Uh, <laughs> My insight's plus yeah. one, so that drops it she's, down to a zero. She's like magic and shit. She, she probably knows what she's doing. Yeah. Can't wait for Set to, like... Eat poison and die. Well, She's I mean, like magic and shit. She hands this to me, and I look at it, and I'm really confused. I believe her, but then I'm like, I guess uh, I'll touch it and cast invisibility, trying to use that as the material. Okay. Uh. You all watch as Set vanishes. Oh my goodness. Whoa. He's obliterated himself. Just, we just got him back. Don't take him away from us. He's not actually gone. They're they're right. They're right there. And she just kind of like waves her hand like this, where you are, and it's just like hitting you in the face it's like several <laughs> times. Just like they're they're right there. I can feel them. Yes, I know. <laughs> they're just uh, invisible. That's how aspirin works. So anyway, now that you've got that, I'll I'll go ahead and drop the spell. Okay, so you drop it and you return. Like, all right, it works. I'm I'm good to go. Thank you very much. Excellent. So you have what you need. You have your pearl, and you've got all your scrolls that you wanted. And we got a couple more minutes on the cauldron, I reckon. I don't have a watch, but I'm assuming. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, she kind of looks around, and this is the first time where she kind of seems like a little, like, awkward she's just kind of like so uh yeah so dylan um, at some point are you yeah. able to uh message or send me the those lines again because my pen was fighting me and literally wouldn't refuse to write during that entire sequence that <laughs> looked yeah. like franny was writing uh, it down too yeah, I wrote the first line and then my mind went blank. <laughs> to note, when I was trying to start even just before that, I got, oh, it's probably not going to focus, but like literally the faintest writing. Like, here's what it's supposed, here's how dark it's supposed to look. Here's what the, here's what the lines were like. You can barely see it. It's like barely dark. Oh, so you got a little, like the tip of your pen. No, it was, I would dip it and then start writing and it just would do nothing. Like it just. Mm -hmm. It, for some reason, wasn't releasing the ink in any way. I can't... Uh, sometimes, you know, sometimes I do enjoy us streaming this. Other times, so you... I can't go full hard on jokes that I want to say on stream because they're too terrible. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so no. you... I just I want to clarify here. So you, you guys only... You only got that first line, Fair Haven, Not Heaven? 
I really didn't get. I didn't end up being able to really get much of any of the lines. Per yeah. like exactly. I can. I can. Uh, uh, I can get that to you. I, I've got everything written down. I'll, I'll get that. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, the deck does raise his hand, looking at um, the witch. Yes. Um. Do you speak so... up? I can barely see you. Patches looks down, <laughs> looks back up. Uh, um, are there other items you sell? Does she have daredevil vision? <laughs> <laughs> she echolocates like a bat. Explains the screeching every five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, dearie, I sell all kinds of things. I'm a witch with a shop. I, I, it's kind of part of the deal that I have all kinds of crazy, curious potions and spells and oddities and such things. Is there something in particular you're looking for? Something secret? Something rare? Precious? <laughs> On clearance? <laughs> the last bit, yes. Um, perhaps uh, items that can ensure one's survival, or at least assist with it. Um, like a like a gun? I don't understand. What do you want? What is a gun? Never mind that. <laughs> what? What do you mean survival? I you can just go to the blacksmith if you want, like a sword or a shield. I don't um, sell those things here. I sell things that are cool. Um, That's what the kids told me anyway. They said that my stuff was cool. And that was the I, last time I saw them. But I've taken it to heart. I, I um, Forgive me. I, I'm not of ma martial prowess. I, of uh, course you're not. He's right there. Anyway. <laughs> Fourth wall know. broken. Yeah. <laughs> Come like on, Mel. Me being a spell—I didn't let me being a spellcaster get away with that. It only just took years of training. Um, anything that may assist with uh, arcane studies or uh, anything arcane in nature. Um, That's a little more interesting. And I think I've got just the thing. For all of you, actually. I've decided I like you. That's the good part. Oh, okay. sorry. Give me just a moment. And she <laughs> disappears. Uh, behind where she was standing, you now see the cauldron. Uh, the fire has sort of died down a little bit, and the flames have turned bright green. Uh, and there's also an aroma beginning to waft from the cauldron. Uh, it smells like when you, uh, when you go to 7-Eleven to get a Slurpee and you mix all the flavors into one cup, it's got kind of that thing going on. That's a very specific example that I think really only three of us maybe understand it. Well, learn to live, I guess. Um... <laughs> 
Get outside. Touch hot dog roller. <laughs> Touch hot dog. <laughs> Touch Slurpee. <laughs> uh, she comes back, and she is now holding a small little stack of what appear to be cards, and she hands them out to each one of you. I look at my card. On your card. Oh man. Uh on your card you see uh in a f- in like very official like Casteller font looking like uh written out clearly uh City City of Rote Public Library card. Uh the the city of rope portion has been roughly scrawled out, like it's been scratched out, and someone has written on it with like ink from like a quill. Uh someone has written Victoria's. Uh and then below it, uh where it would have like the person's name, like whoever the, the library card belongs to, uh she has written uh, Dave with two B's. <laughs> you can use these cards anytime you want. Stop by my place. I have thousands of books upon these shelves. I've been gathering them for years. And I gotta be honest, I've read like half of them, so I'm getting bored. I figure maybe sometimes other people want to read them as well. And, you know, maybe they're not as affluent or don't have a lot of money in their pocket. I understand that. So you take this card, you bring it into me, and I let you check out a book or two. Read it for yourself. Enjoy reading in general, as I encourage all of you to do. And then you gotta bring the book back. Is the name at the bottom of everyone's card, Dave, with two Vs? Do you look to find out? Absolutely. Cool. <laughs> so your card, same thing. The the city of Rote is scratched out. Victoria's written there instead. Uh, the name at the bottom is Samantha. <laughs> Great. I don't know how much I want one of these cards just be like the Ace of Spades or something. But it still says Victoria on it. That'd be pretty good. Uh, Johannes. Uh, your card reads Jolene. Jolene. Uh, Jolene. I got a voicemail from her once. It was kind of intense. Uh, Nathaniel. Your card reads, uh... Hold on, I gotta scroll up. Yeah. Uh, your card reads Bookend. (laughs) (laughs) Alright. That's great, that's relevant enough, that's going in notes. Silva, your card reads the cute one. Solid. Oh, beautiful. So to recap, we have Dave with two Vs, 
Samantha, <laughs> Jolene, Bookend, <laughs> and the cute one. The, the ugly one. <laughs> oh, Dave. <laughs> A gift card for fashion. All right. Well. So you now all have, and I, I'm going to add these to your inventories, but these are going to be uh, library cards uh, to use here at Victoria Skeeple's shop. To the city that we're well, getting kicked out of. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Only one set. We're good. Uh, she looks at all of you again. Alright, I'm gonna take the cauldron off the fire. It's been done for several minutes now, and you keep distracting me. Hang on. And she's gonna turn around, and she's going to bring the cauldron off of the fire, sets it back onto the table. She um, like, a, a cauldron that's been on the fire for a little while. Oh, she yeah. Hands it, and just... Yeah, yeah. Bare hands it. Whoa. Very impressed. Well, I'll remind you again, she has many calluses on her hands and fingers. Uh, she reaches under the desk. This is the stupid part. Bare hand takes the cauldron, sets it up on the thing. This is the reaches stupid. under the desk, brings <laughs> out a set of leather gloves, puts them on, reaches into the cauldron, and pulls out an already bottled potion. What is going on here? It sets the potion on the table. Uh, pulls out a small little scrap of paper and some twine and an ink quill. Writes something on the paper. Uh, Did she pull out the it to the twine? Too? Wraps it around the potion bottle, and then sets it on the desk. Turns it to face towards all of you. Uh, and you now have so there's this small little bottle of potion. Uh, bright green color with kind of like a silvery cloudiness to the liquid. Um, corked, and there is a little paper label on it that says uh, 17 gold. And she says, alright, cool. So that's there now. Uh, so I guess the next time you come and see me, if you want to like buy that, you can. Otherwise, uh, yeah. It, it's a thing. What does it do? Uh, <laughs> it's a great question. I don't know. But I go into my bag and I slap 17 gold down. <laughs> Addy, that's me lost. But I want to know. The I must know. The, the, the earnestness in Kevin's voice when he said that. <laughs> just She takes the bottle and she hands it over to you. So who are we testing this on? Before you do anything... Take three gold back. Okay. You helped me make it, so you know, finder's fee. Okay. Yeah. Quick question. I know you don't necessarily know what it does, but is it, do you at least know, is it meant to be imbibed by yourself? Imbibed by another? Thrown at someone? Like, do you know the use of it? Like how it's meant Ooh, to be used. Interesting. I've never used it before. We just made it today. I, I'm you're it seems like you're expecting me to perform miracles. I, I don't do that. I'm a witch. I make potions and I make scrolls for magic. 
Yeah, I just maybe thought <laughs> you me, might <laughs> know something about the thing you made. But that's fine. We'll figure it out. We'll, well maybe we'll you shouldn't ask so much you. of your friends, okay? Can we well, just, we'll look back to you with the information. The it's getting here. awkward for everyone. Listen, I have a shop to run. I'm going to have to ask all of you to step outside. I'm sure you've got other things that you need to do. Uh, it was 30 minutes, 30 minutes ago. So, you know, let's just let's just keep this episode moving along, all right? Wait. And she starts taking her stuff and she's putting it back. Let's go. Thank you very much. We'll yeah, not a problem, Samantha. We will report back to you with the uh, the information that we learned from this potion. And get me that spider silk. I'll pay you for it. If we happen to come across it or have the time to go out of our way and look for it, we absolutely yes. will. I'll pay you with money. I I mean, I assumed as much when you said you would pay us, but we, we'll do our best. We'll see. Thank you. We shall see. And she disappears and is gone the door <laughs> creaks open by itself and that's our cue to leave just walks out all right that was fun I she was a lovely lady i'll be right back i liked her i it was interesting to say the least it was definitely an eventful trip. The real question is, do we test that now? Or save it for mm. later? I always, I have always had a lack of impatience. In some ways. Especially maybe when finding not, new discoveries. But maybe, maybe it would be best to now. wait until maybe we are outside of the city. Maybe in a forest. I, I think that would be best... Just as Ooh, a precaution. That way, if it turns me into a tree, at least I'll be amongst my kind. Aye, but you won't be very special, Molja. If you were a tree in the city, a lot, you'd be cared for. If you were a tree you in know, the city, I spent a lot. To, I spent the length of my life now being special, and honestly, it's not all that's cracked up to me. Yes, Don. I enough. do want to point out, as the DM, <clears throat> uh, that. Not too far from where you have just left the witch's residence, uh, you are actually uh, right within walking distance of an enormous oak tree that sits with that within uh, Rote's walls. In fact, it is a truly, truly large tree. In oh, fact, shit, many people right. are gathered around it. Some of them are leaned up against it. Others are, like, sketching it. Um, it appears to be a very popular tree. Uh, that gathers uh, a lot of people around it. Uh, some might say that it is even a special tree. Uh, but, you know, you do you. At the end of the day, I'm not here to tell you what to do. You do you. Hey, look, like I just said. That is indeed a tree. Being special all is right. not all it's cracked up to be, all right? All right, to the blacksmith, then. I think that's where we're heading. Right. That's the last. Yes, I feel if we want to go there. Uh, spent enough time in this area already, so we should... Uh, definitely head over there with with all due haste. That's right. Uh, while you the, for a bit while you head in there, I may I may take a number of minutes to uh, to make a test out on on this pearl for the component of 
It won't do anything negative. It is just to it is just to identify something. All right. Uh Dak. Yes. As you were stepping out of uh And before it does. Out of Victoria Skeevel's residence, uh you felt a little rustling on your shoulder, and when you turn to look, your rat skeleton is perched on your shoulder now. <laughs> skeleton rat friends. <laughs> There's a moment where Dak just looks at it, and there's a realization that I get that for him, dead things don't really trigger his uh, uh, apprehensive towards touch. Hello? Is the rat like fully compiled? Because when when he set them up, it was he was in pieces. It's it's fully assembled. Are you bless you? Are you yeah. animated? Doesn't say anything. <laughs> yeah, I like the idea that it would answer. Dak is gonna reach up and pet hit skull. No, no reaction. Dak is gonna gingerly scoop into his hands and just look at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it is the uh, it is the same sort of rat bones that you had seen before, but they have now been compiled into a complete skeleton. You can actually see where some of the bones, like there's discoloration between some of the bones, um, almost like somebody like added the bones that were missing to help complete out the rat skeleton for you. Uh, Dak is going to turn back to the shop and kind of bow to it. Thank you. And then he's going to turn back and catch up with his followers. Okay. All right. So, Sova, you're going to be casting the Identify spell. Uh, so, we'll be getting back to you on that. In That'll be a ritual, though, so it's going to take 10 minutes. That's why I'm doing it outside. 10 minutes. Okay. Which you're going to, in 10 minutes, you'll probably maybe a little over halfway to getting getting over to the blacksmith. So oh, I figured I'd have to be doing it like waiting around. So I guess and I, I guess I figured I had to. I always imagined rituals being something you did, like standing, like having to be still and concentrating. You know? But yeah, that's, that's the thing. The concentration part's really key. I suppose I could allow you to. I suppose Don't I could me. allow you to identify it on the go. If you wanted to, or otherwise, if everybody wanted to kind of just like. Well, I was going to do it while they went into the blacksmith, but if, if you're cool with the idea of doing that, like, I'm not going to say no to it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Cause what it would end up being is like a, uh. Yeah. I mean, I'd be out. Essentially the idea would be that I'd be out of the the blacksmith talk for about 10 minutes. (laughs) You know, in game, I would, ten minutes. So, yeah, potentially a fair bit of time. Yeah. So, if you wanted to do it staying still, that'd be no problem. You know, it would take about ten minutes to, to perform the ritual. If you wanted to attempt to do it while walking with the rest of the group, uh, I would let you do so. You would just have to make a. Uh, you'd be making an intelligence check for me to see if you could just intelligence. Yeah, just intelligence. Okay, be a base check. I'll do it. Why not? All right. 
That's going to be pretty good. Uh, I guess, yeah, just base intelligence makes that an 18. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so you'd actually be able to do that. Um, you're not going to be as focused on your surroundings, of course. You're focusing yeah. all of your concentration uh, on, the, on this item. But I'm uh, I'm casting identify I'm ritual casting identify on the crystal. <laughs> sure. Just say no. <laughs> is it on? Sorry, yeah the the one that is in the the locket that is covered in ink, or that was covered in ink rather. Yes, that is inherently just been around my neck. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's, you could do, you take about 10 minutes, but yeah, you could do a ritual cast on that while moving with that check. That's not bad. Yeah, I'll just do this for a moment. All right, so at least we'll get along by the time that ever that finishes. So the rest of you, I assume, are all still heading over to uh, Theodore Sand, the blacksmith? Yep. Yeah. Yep. yep. And right, it, we'll probably notice that Silva's doing this casting, so just also keeping an eye out to make sure that, you know, she keeps uh -huh. up with it. Certainly. Yeah. Doesn't just wander off or <laughs> step out into the middle of traffic, you know. windshield <laughs> yeah no you uh you kind of briskly make your way along and uh on the way there you complete your ritual of identification uh the pearl glows in your hand um there's almost like a swirling pattern in it and you feel within your mind this sort of interesting connection uh, because you're retrieving information from the arcane that you didn't have before, and so you almost have this this odd feeling that like your mind is being shifted around to physically accommodate the additional info. Um, the feeling goes away though, and you're left with a sense of clarity. And as you look at the uh, the locket in your hand, um, you look at the the engravings on the side. Uh, you know, Crystallis, Kyber, and you are able to identify about this item that it does, in fact, contain a dragon shard inside of it. Uh, it is a Kyber dragon shard, and the locket portion of this item uh, was custom-made for the sole purpose of housing this shard. And as far as you can tell from the identification spell, it appears to be siphoning the energy from the crystal in such a way as to allow it to detect the location of other crystals. Oh. Oh. Oh, indeed. Oh, indeed. Specifically crystals of a like nature. So, 
the ki- this being a kyber crystal embedded yeah, within I, the locket. I guess I interpreted yeah. it that way. Yeah, it can be assumed that it could detect other kyber crystals, but you you're not certain on the range, like how far away they would be. Well, I haven't been like, I can at least configure it's not global because I haven't I didn't like, <laughs> I didn't like have it on me and then be like, the world. <laughs> <laughs> There are marks all around the world. The waypoints. Uh, you know, suddenly I have this little bar up at the top of my vision that has, you know, these markers that constantly move as I turn around. Uh, so when I'm kind of in this, like, when I am kind of in this, like, meditative state, you know, kind of, you will kind of see, even though as I kind of, float around my wings still kind of move automatic but my like antennae have like kind of like fell down my kind of eyes almost despite that they're mainly black anyway uh still kind of appear like glazed over a bit now very clearly just kind of auto-piloting while (laughs) Uh, and with that, you all continue your way, and not too long after, you finally uh, make your way to the blacksmith. It's immediately easy to tell which building belongs to the blacksmith. You can hear the hammering of an anvil from a great distance. Uh, a couple of people are going in and out. One of them is wearing what appears to be freshly crafted uh, plated armor. Uh, and there's this enormous... Uh, mirror with like a brass uh border around it and the person is like admiring the plate armor in the mirror seeing how it looks on them how it fits uh looking quite pleased with themselves uh about it uh and there is a a sign a wooden sign hanging up overhead that says uh blacksmith all right oh we've made it (sighs) smells like home Oh, we're here. Good. Also, I have fun news about this, but we can it's not part it's not of the greatest importance, but we can definitely discuss it later. It's more fun than it is How anything. Oh, uh, yes. Uh but it's it's definitely it's potentially actually something that could be very fun. So, but we'll talk about it. We'll we'll let you, we'll, we'll go to the smithy first. Yeah, we can go over that when we meet back up with Caspian. Yeah. I think that would be um, it did at least could just be something that could mark a, de- a nice adventure for a lot of us if we need to leave the city. Wonderful. <sighs> yeah, so we'll stroll into the smithy area then, I guess. Yes. Uh, yeah, so you stroll in. Uh, compared to Applefur, this is a much smaller interior. Uh... They also have this nice, like, big fireplace with a hearth over top. Uh, you see there's, like, a very small selection of animal pelts. Uh, and there is uh, all kinds of, like, weapons and armor and different adornments. Uh, almost all of the product uh, that is being produced here has been hung up on the walls. There's not really much of anything on the actual ground floor. Uh, there is in There are several different, like, tables set up in um all with various like tools that are like attached to them or set up with them and uh right in the corner there you see 
there is a uh a somewhat slightly older gentleman looks to be in like his late 30s or so uh grayish beard peppered with black uh rugged complexion to him really thick eyebrows uh hair is kind of s- scruffy uh comes out just a little bit uh slightly unkempt uh and he is he is crouched in like a large uh rocking chair next to one of these stone tables uh and you can see he is hammering away on what appears to be uh some sort of blade uh, a little smaller in size than like your standard sword or even a short sword uh but he's hammering away at it and you're seeing sparks fly off of it as he does so Um, looking around, is there anyone that looks like a uh, like an attendant or anything like that? To... No, actually, it just appears to be him. Great. Well, we should probably, at the very least, wait and allow him to finish his work then before we inquire about anything. Be weird to interrupt. That is right. It would be polite. Polite thing to do would be to wait. The blacksmith continues hammering away at this this blade uh, unabated. Goes on for a couple of minutes. Um, eventually, he stops. Takes a set of uh, a set of like these these iron raw tongs uh picks up the the blade and sets it in the nearby fire uh on like a little like cast iron rack that's set up within it sets it in the fire uh takes the tongs hangs them up next to the hearth um and he kind of looks up at all all three of you you're not from around here are you no, uh, that's correct. We're recently to this uh, to this area. How could you tell? <laughs> because he didn't interrupt me while I was working. Most of the people around here, they know me and they think they know what to expect of me. They always interrupt me when I'm trying to hammer out the steel. What they never understand is that it is a precise art. The exact number of times that I hammer the steel changes how flat the blade is going to be. They never get that. They just want what they ask for. No questions. <clears throat> no appreciation of the work that goes into it. You, you must never interrupt a craftsman at work. Every hammer strike precise. Every ember kindled perfectly. All to precision. I also know you're not from around here because he's with you. And he points to you, Nathaniel. Not many dwarfs around here then, eh? Mm, Not many. The ones that are here... Well, 
they would recognize you if you happen to walk by. You do good work. I don't know how public you are with it nowadays, but you do good work. Word gets around, and we appreciate what you do. They haven't picked up a hammer in ages. The hammer is one thing, son. But a lot of the spare metal I get that I repurposed into my weapons and my armor, it comes from cleanup jobs on the battlefields. It comes from the camps, son. And some of those camps speak very highly of people like you. Hey. Well, it's not my trade we're coming to talk about. It's yours. Hmm. Very well, then. Name is Sand. Theodore Sand. This is my shop. Feel free to look around. Peruse the items I have. Let me know if there's anything of interest. Um, I know friend Johannes is looking for something uh, specific. Um, also, uh, just looking for maybe some maintenance tools for my weapons and then maybe a spare piece or two of charcoal if you happen to have it. Charcoal? Oh, charcoal's no thing. Give me a couple silver pieces. I'll absolutely give you a little bit of charcoal. Of course. Uh, and then uh, I'll pull out my rapier and a dagger. Uh, some maintenance tools for these. Uh, unfortunately, I have uh, I don't have any uh, on me to use, and I would like to maintain these. But you need to sharpen them, lad. Yeah, I Is mean, that what you're asking for? A way to sharpen them? Uh, sharpen them, maintain them, upkeep them so that, you know, I can continue to use them for as long as I can. Ah, uh, you need a cutlery stone. Hang on. And he kind of gets up from the chair. Walks around to the other side of the hearth, goes in, opens a small door, goes inside, uh, comes back out relatively shortly, holding uh, in his hand um, this, like, size of, like, a potato, but, like, this sort of curved stone um, with a, a V groove that has been, like, bisected into the top of the stone itself. You carry these, one of you. When your weapons get dull... You can sharpen them with this. Okay. Last year, the better part of a year. Ten gold. Oh, so ten gold and how many silver do you want for the charcoal? Honestly, if you buy one of these sharpening stones, I'll throw the charcoal in. You said you just needed a couple pieces, right? Not a whole bag? Uh, yeah, just, just a handful of pieces. Yeah, nah, it's no problem. That'll be fine. Ten gold for the lot. Lovely. Take out ten gold and hand it to him. Alright. Uh, he'll hand you over the sharpening rock. Now, you wouldn't happen to have a spare set of your smithy tools now, do you? Yeah, I got a few sets of smithing tools. How good of a blacksmith would I be if I got caught without one, hmm? Hey, that's a good lad. 
Unfortunately, I have been caught without one. Well, aren't need you a, a horse in need of water, then? Hey. If you need a set, I can provide you with one. Fifteen gold. Fifteen, yeah. Aye, very reasonable. I gotcha. Alright. And he's able to procure for you in like this, kind of like a, uh... Um... The word is escaping me on the material, but it's a sack. Uh... This small sack, drawstring to it, hands the bag over to you. Bit of bit of heft to it, but you can feel that there's like several tools inside of it. Um, go ahead, take that with you. You can maybe do some smithing out on the field. I assume you're all the adventurous lot. You like to be from your dress. Hey, we're off and out in the field. Hmm. I just do a bit more traveling now, lately. Recently, adventuring picked up. It's good. It's good to hear. Always good to hear when people are able to find work these days. Listen, while you're out on your adventuring, if you happen to find any broken weapons, armor, helmets, things of that sort, you can always bring them back by me. I can uh, repair them up for you. Cost less than, you know. Buying a brand new thing. And head to the junk heap and look for scrap metal that they didn't get rid of. Haul it in for five silver pieces. I recognize junk, boyo. <laughs> you bring junk into my shop, you'll get an anvil to the head. You understand? The anvil? Oh. Understood, <laughs> sir. And you'd be getting off easy with that. Mm, too right, too right. Now then, was there anything else you were all needing? Actually, um, no. Maybe you, Dumpster um, King, was there anything you needed? I'm not a fan of that name, but yes, I was I was looking to perhaps find a better weapon. Um, back in my sailing days, I used a scimitar sometimes, so I was hoping to see if you'd have anything like that, or maybe some nicer daggers than these, but... I mean, yeah, I've got scimitars. Made this one about four days back. He takes a uh, nice scimitar from the wall, pulls it down. Good weight to it. Very quick, agile. Careful, though, I've got the blade really sharp. About 20 gold pieces on this one. Here, and he flips it. Holds the handle out towards you. Give her a feel. See how she like, runs. I like, uh, grab it. Like, twist around, like, hold it out. And then, like, away from people, do, like, a quick, like... The scimitar like in appearance isn't very, like, grandiose. It, you know, there's nothing particularly special about this scimitar. Mm -hmm. But you feel that the weight of it is perfectly crafted. It sits, it balances right near the base of the blade. Um, your hand resting just below... Uh, the, the edge of the blade there. The wrist doesn't feel any unnecessary strain on it as you whip the sword through the air. Um, 
it feels uh feels good to wield. Hmm. See that chef in Seraphil? He's got a curved sword. Um Yes, it feels nice. I'll take it. Right. Like I said, twenty gold pieces on that one. And then you already took I think you already took the, the Yeah, money. so you Yeah yeah. Yeah, this is this is just for roleplay's sake. We've, yeah, we've already hand it over. Uh yep, so he's gonna pocket that. Anything else you were needing? Um And just to be sorry, this is also off table again. But just to be clear, I didn't buy anything last week, right? So no. you had bought. I've got. I've got your list for you. Well, because yeah, I, 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 I had written a list. I didn't know like what had actually been purchased yet in this the, or not when I wasn't here. So yeah, correct. So you, um, of the stuff that we discussed, none of it was purchased last week yet. Okay. Okay. Um, that, this is stranger request, but do you happen to have any sort of? Pot or pan? Got small cooking, traveling cooking devices. I, I've got kitchenware. Yeah. Okay. Sounds like you want something more of like a field pan, though. Yeah. Yeah, something that I could use while we're out traveling. He goes back into the uh, the back room. There comes out with like a nice, nice size, like a pot and pan combo, um, bundled together with like this thick rope. Uh, hands it over to you. Be two gold on that one. I grab, op- open up my pouch, and uh, I think this should cover everything. All right. You need any utensils with that? I don't um, know if you're one of those weirdos that cooks everything with their hands, or if you want some actual utensils. Oh yes, I yeah, I could take a. I I would appreciate some of that too. Yeah, I'll take that'll be uh be another gold piece on that. There you are. I don't think I need anything else then, unless I unless anything catches my eye while I'm like looking around. Uh, yeah. So you get those those three things. On the topic of junk, you don't happen to have any completely useless pieces of metal lying around. I thought I was talking to a fellow craftsman here. There's no such thing as a useless piece of steel lying around. Every piece has its use. Aye. Now I know you're true one to the trade. Aye. Too right, too right. But any of the off costs that really won't work too well. As I said, it's been a while since I picked up a hammer and don't want to use any good quality steel. Uh, test out me metal, as it were. Well, sure, I got scrap, but, you know, I spent a lot of time accumulating it. I can give you about a few pounds worth. It's gonna cost you. Be ten gold, at least. Hey. I'll take it off your hands. It'd be good to get my hands ready again. Hmm. Alright. And he, he sets you up with kind of a uh with with a couple pounds worth of scrap metal. Uh for the ten gold. 
And the rest of you, anything else you're needing? I believe I'm good. Thank you very much. I am all right. Uh, Thank you. Zach bows his head. You, uh... Tell me something. How long ago did you all uh, get into town? What it would have been... Yesterday? A couple days? A couple days. A few days. Why do you ask? Just curious. I know we had an influx of people come in after that uh, rail accident that happened, the crash, so... I'm just wondering if you were tourists or if you were stuck here. Sadly, no. Well, temporarily, we are we are stuck here, but we look to be moving on as soon as possible. What traveling to do? Well. If you ever need anything, my shop's always open. But I do recommend you be careful. Don't be causing too much trouble around here. Whole lot of guardsmen about, especially later in the evening. They keep a strict curfew. Understood. Thank you for the insight. Thank you, sir. Be a fire burn hot. You steel cool cold. What do you say? Hey. Right. And start strolling back to, I would guess, based on whatever time it is, uh, go start meeting back up with Caspian. Mm-hmm. I suppose yep. so. so you yeah. all start uh, starting to head back. Uh, Johannes? Uh, yes. So you, as far as the things that you have purchased already, uh, there is one thing left on yes. your list. I did that is in one. your inventory right now, but you haven't actually technically gotten yet yeah 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 well there actually is one last thing that i wanted to stop and maybe try to find i i mean i'm getting this cooking supplies i have to have spices if i'm gonna be able to cook any meals for us while we're out so i was gonna go see if i could find something not a bad concept a number of spices could be used for components so i wouldn't mind yeah, taking we are, that myself we are heading back to Meet up at where we were meeting Caspian back at the cow's eye, right? Uh, they're more than likely because we're going to be heading towards where a handful of restaurants are. We should come across a store dealing in that on the way there. Okay, actually, we'll keep an eye out as we move along. I would assume so, at least. I will, um, keep my eye open for any sort of spice or store that piques my interest that it looks like they could have what I want. I'll assist in that if he is forced to make a check. Uh yeah, go ahead and make a uh make a perception check. Do so with advantage because Silva is helping you. Sweet. Ooh, good thing I needed that. Uh, uh, oh my god. Shit, Eleven. <laughs> That's not that good. Ooh. Ooh. Oh man. 
Uh, on your left, you see a Denny's. Real... On your right, you see another Denny's. <laughs> you see it's special when you see both cars. roles pop up in the game log. And it just, it's, it's just like... terrible. Well, it's not only that. It's not that. It's that only... They're only... It's not that they're not oh, both, like, right. at least amazing, but that it was only one more than the other. Yeah. <laughs> they could be worse, but they're not at least amazing. Though, uh, what is the the base rules of the game? What do they call it? They call it 10 a moderate. Is that a moderate check? Yeah. Yeah, moderate. I was going to say, like, the game, um, the game calls it, then the game, like, by default, like, a difficult check is like 13 <laughs> which at certain points of the game just is not true in any in any capacity agreed not even uh, like that that far so, so as you're walking along uh a horse and carriage uh is passing by you and you happen to catch a name on the side of it um that is uh Doherty's, uh Dorothy's uh, spices and maladies, uh, and the carriage is because you're all walking and the carriage is moving at like a, a slightly brisker pace, pace and begins uh, moving past you. Hmm. Follow that wagon. Good. Yeah. What do you want to do? Um, good follow it. <laughs> it's it's passing like right by you, like it's just a couple feet ahead of you. It's it's passing by. And what did I see on it? Doherty's spices and malady. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna like. <laughs> is can I catch up to it? I want to like go. Is someone's like? Is it like a traveling sort of? Yeah, you could you could go into like a brisk jog and be able to catch up with it. Okay, yeah. Ex excuse me. The carriage uh, lurches to a halt, uh, and you see a uh, small portly man uh, poke his head out um, from uh, from above. Yes, guy up you. Um, do you sell spices? Because if so, then As yes. As a matter of fact, I do, my friend. Uh, just a moment. And he kind of dips around. Uh, you hear a little bit of, like, things shuffling around. And you see that, like, a makeshift window opens up on the side of the carriage. Um, it, the the panels kind of lift up. And it makes, like, this makeshift awning. And then uh, he kind of slaps a, almost like a chalkboard <clears throat> of, like, prices and, like, listed items over onto the other side. Uh, the entertainer plays in the background. Leans, yeah, uh, leans out, arms crossed, uh, through this this newly made uh serving window, uh, and looks out at you. What you got in mind? Oh well, we're going to be doing some traveling, and um, I just wanted to get some like staple supplies, you know, salt, pepper, paprika, cumin, maybe if we're feeling spicy. If we're feeling spicy. I get it because it's spices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sell spices here. That's good. I haven't heard that one before. That's new. Does that mean I get a discount? Ah, <laughs> uh, I've 
heard that one before though. <laughs> anyway, yes. Uh yeah, do you have any sort of like um I don't know, traveler's pack? You want to buy all nice these pouch. things. Why don't you just get all of them in one? I could give you an assortment. Here, hang on. And he kind of bends down and he brings out this little like uh this little like pouch. Uh sets it on the counter. This is a beauty of my own creation. This is Doherty Heward's Handy Spice Pouch. Do you know what this says? I can't say I know what this is, no. You take this pouch, you keep it on your person, uh, you can speak the name of any seasoning in your mind. Uh, saffron, cilantro, rosemary, uh, whatever comes to mind. Speak it. <laughs> And it will appear. You'll get a pinch of it, enough to season a, a full meal. Mm. Really? It even can... regenerates. Did it... Can I try it? Of course. Here, take the pouch in your hand. Speak out as spies. Um. Turmeric. Uh, you feel in your palm this light sensation of something sort of piling up in your hand and as you look you see sure enough there's a small pile uh of uh turmeric that is now just sitting right there good god this is incredible hold on um you, you look inside salt. of the pouch and you see that inside of the pouch itself there is uh just like a, a some small amounts of of turmeric piled up in there as well and i can just change it too like i could go cumin it'll change or is it like uh it... yeah so you you say cumin aloud uh the spice that was in your hand vanishes uh and as you look inside the pouch you see that the contents inside the pouch have changed as well it's a completely different seasoning um you dip your finger in it uh and taste and it is in fact cumin my friend, this is incredible. I'll take it. How much for it? It gets better than that, my friend. L look at this. Look at this. Let me show you. And he takes the pouch back from it's you. Says, Check this out. Check this out. Garlic. And he pries open the pouch and reaches inside and pulls it out and says, See? Already minced, my friend. Already minced. Oh, my Save God. Save you the time. Holy puts it back in the pouch, hands it to you. <laughs> This, this is incredible. Dude's got better magic stuff than the witch did. <laughs> Hot damn! You make millions hey, off of this by selling this to, to, to restaurants the world over. Restaurants don't get me started on restaurants. The thing about restaurants is that they always want the royalties for it. It's never oh. a thing of oh yeah, we'll buy it from you and it's still yours to keep. No, no, they want the whole thing. Bah. Screw those businessmen. I sell God. it myself. I sell it cheap. I use good word. That's my business. Here. One gold piece. <laughs> one gold piece. I see the look of shock in your face, my friend. This is not a lie. One gold piece. That's all I ask. No catch. Insight check. The catch. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead and roll for insight. 
And, ju- and just recall that the last two words I just said were the catch. <laughs> Roll the 10. Okay. Yeah. He's clearly about to say what the catch is. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> the catch, my friend, is that anyone else. Are you a chef? Oh, yes, I am. <laughs> I, I have an arrow about you. I know he's. Wherever you go, whoever you may cook for, if anyone ever asks where you get your spices from, you tell them to come see your old friend, Dorothy Heward. I travel around, by the way. I'm not just here in Roach. I've got other places I go to. So spread the word. Let them know. It's if a my deal. business is good, I can do good business. And you telling people about me, that ensures my business is good. Well, my good friend, Sir Heward, you have yourself a lifelong customer. I extend my hand. <laughs> with he and, uh, the hand out. You give nice, firm handshake. Yeah, yeah. And I will hand over the uh, the gold coin. All right. He takes it, uh, pockets it. He says, it is a pleasure doing business with you, sir. Uh, I actually have to get going. I am going to be preparing the royal meal for this evening with some of the cooks in the castle. So. I have to leave uh, very important ingredients in my caravan. Exciting. Uh, Wait. Oh, okay. Did you say something, small one? I was just kind of hanging out behind him since I had been helping him look anyway. Um, <laughs> yes, uh, I'll just kind of take five gold, just kind of put... How many spices can I get for this? Several. In fact, enough that could be magically fit into a pouch. And he pulls another one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you may be move? in the same predicament as your friend here. Listen, it's not that complicated. With this, <laughs> you can have any spice that you desire, as long as it is a non-magical spice. You simply need to say the name of the item, and the spice will appear. I will let you have it for one gold piece. This is the same amount that I had him pay. Well, it, it, I need, it's mostly I am looking, I am indifferently, though, looking to utilize them for spells. Is it possible to pull different amounts at a time? That is tricky. You can certainly pull different spices uh, a certain amount throughout the day. And then after you've exceeded that amount, the pouch will not give any more until the next day comes. Okay. Okay. Do you know about how much that would be? Ah, I'd say about ten pinches. Yeah, ten good-sized pinches. I I take uh, I lean over into Johannes. What does that translate to? Ten pinches? I don't know. Depends on how big my, his hands are bigger than yours, so I don't know if that's a pinch of his or a pinch of yours. I'd just do it. No, this guy's awesome. Give him whatever. <laughs> give him whatever he wants. Okay, sure then. I listen to the say. I listen to the. I mean, I listen to the pitch to to Johannes. So I will take that then. Is I'm gonna give him the gold coin. 
One gold And he leans forward again on his, his large forearms and he says, The catch is that you have to make sure that this guy tells everybody that he meets about Dorothy <laughs> Heward's business. She because if he doesn't, talk. you have to let me know. You know let what? You know. I think we'll all take you up on keeping him. You know what? <laughs> Good. I will definitely be able to. <laughs> me knowing I'll be taking sending later. <laughs> excellent, excellent. I can't wait. We are... We're like forty episodes later. We've we've it's been a long time. Bennett playing Johannes still cooks for someone. They ask about it. He forgets. <laughs> he forgets one time. But I remember, and by that wrong. point, I have learned. Black. I have learned sending. I he, the, they leave at no point. <laughs> he gives them the information. I then pull out the sending. <laughs> And be like, he didn't do it. <laughs> Thunder roars around, yeah, yeah. around our tent, around the village we're in. Plants the cows die. No meat, no vegetables. It's just and the all there is is this like, man and his out. spice cart. You have come. angered the god of spice. I have come from my spice pouch. You have soiled it. You have soiled its name by not spreading mine. Your like word is black. dirt. Less than dirt for dirt is spice. <laughs> and spice is life. <laughs> oh, fuck. This guy's just from Dune. That's, that's, that's he's, uh, he's yeah. just Dune. <laughs> Alright, well, uh... I don't think the rest of us have anything, so if uh, you said you had to be somewhere, so we will let you go, and we will continue on our way. Thank you very much. Brilliant. A good day to you all. He closes everything up, pulls the chalkboard back over, uh, heads back up to the front of the carriage, grabs reins, goes, yeah! And Best uh, of luck. Take off. To you as well, my friend. Always use the right balance of oils in your cooking, and he takes off. Salt the water, not the pasta. Uh, and as he he takes off, uh, you reach sort of that intersection uh, where you would, uh, going a little further down, you would be able to cross over and actually see the, the cow's eye on the left-hand side. Uh, and as you once again are, are re-approaching the cow's eye, that is where we're going to leave off for this evening. Great. Uh, we'll pick back up on the the news at hand and the missions at hand. Uh, the next time that we convene. Uh, so until then, uh, hope you all have a good evening. Thank you all for watching. Thank you all for playing. Uh, and remember, have a good night, everyone.